Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. Today on the State of Ukraine, will NATO offer Ukraine membership? I'm Greg Dixon. The countries that make up NATO, the U.S., Turkey, and most European countries, have been united in their support for Ukraine. But some member countries want to do more than that at their summit in July. They want to offer Ukraine a pathway to NATO membership. Here's NPR's Michelle Kellerman with more. Lithuanian lawmaker and former ambassador to the U.S., Shigimantis Pavilionis, says the NATO summit in his country will be a big test. He was at the 2008 summit in Bucharest when NATO agreed that both Ukraine and Georgia would become members, but the alliance refused to give either country a clear pathway to membership so as not to provoke Russia. Actually, non-enlargement of NATO provoked war in Georgia, in Ukraine, because we created gray zones. We signaled to Russia and Bucharest that we have no clue what to do in Ukraine and Georgia. Though those nations are fighting and dying for our values, you know, those countries are for grabs. Pavilionis is the chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee in Lithuania's parliament. He came to Washington along with his counterparts from Denmark, Poland, and Estonia, saying the alliance needs to tell Russia's Vladimir Putin that there will be no more gray zones in Europe. And the sooner we expect Express it clearly in Vilnius. The sooner the Russians get this collective message of unity, this will be the end of war. The Biden administration has just announced another $325 million in security assistance to Ukraine. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg told reporters in Washington that he believes the support is paying off on the battlefield as Ukraine carries out a counteroffensive against Russia's occupying forces. And Ukrainians are making progress, uh, uh, making advances. Uh, It's still early days. uh, But what we do know is that the more land Ukrainians are able to liberate, um, the stronger hand they will have at the negotiating table. And also the more likely it will be that President Putin at some stage will understand that he will never win this war. In public, neither he nor President Biden addressed the issue of NATO membership for Ukraine, and the lawmakers who are visiting from Europe understand that this is a long-term proposition. But Estonia's Marco Mikkelsen says he believes that giving Ukraine a clear pathway to join is the only way to restore stability in Europe. This is a biggest geopolitical battle in in the world since the end of World War II, and we have to understand that this is not only about the fate of uh, Ukraine or Ukrainian nation, but also about our security, architecture, transatlantic, uh, Euro-Atlantic uh, security uh, architecture. Uh, Russia is trying to destroy NATO. The chairman of the Foreign Affairs Committee in Denmark's parliament, Michael Ostrop Jensen, is hoping that Americans can rally behind this, despite the divided politics in Washington. U.S. has been uh, a world leader for so many years, and if we still want to uphold that world order that is not China, it's not Russia that decides, but it's the free world, Uh, then we need leadership right now. And that's, I think, one of the messages that we'll try to convey to our American friends. 
He says he was glad that the Biden administration recently agreed to allow countries like Denmark to provide Ukraine with F-16s, but he adds it took too long and it was too late to help with Ukraine's counteroffensive. Michelle Kellerman, NPR News, the State Department. Thanks for listening to the State of Ukraine from NPR News. Please come back for more on the war and its impacts around the world. On NPR's Throughline. We cannot function for 24 hours without COBOL. Because it's in our smartphone, our tablet, our laptop. And as a consequence, the lives of the people living in that part of the Congo descended into just a catastrophe. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts. Pro-Palestinian protests have popped up on college campuses across the country. But from the eyes of students, what are we missing? From the outside, these protests are painted as really violent when that couldn't be further from the truth. I'm Brittany Luce, host of NPR's It's Been a Minute, and I'm inviting you to hear from student journalists who see what the rest of us cannot. On It's Been a Minute from NPR. Why is everyone so obsessed with traditional wives or trad wives on social media? This week, we're talking about the viral videos of women making marshmallows and mozzarella from scratch and how behind the sheen of calm kitchens and cute fits, there's some interesting pessimism about our modern world. And that's worth digging into. Next time on It's Been a Minute from NPR.